is K-A-Y-T. Gina. Alexandria. This is Gospel Radio at its very best. 88.1. K-A-Y-T. Praising the Lord. Greetings. This is Reverend Lionel Smith, pastor of New Scholar Baptist Church. We are a church that is working towards acquiring the mind of Christ. Sit back and listen to the message already in progress.
Y'all pray for me as I sing the song, because it's been a minute. Pray for me as I pray for y'all. Through, through all that's going on these days, everybody needs some encouragement, even me.
it's time for our altar call at this time. We look at situations, things going on all over the world, and we can say that we are blessed. But God is no respect to a person, don't you think that? But, but we just want to lift up situations that are going on in all of our lives. And the scripture lets us know that there is a time and a purpose and a season for everything. And God strengthened us through his word and through the power of prayer. And let us pray for all those, the tragedies, whatever, that they're dealing with right now, Lord. Let us pray together. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we call on your most holy name. And we know, Lord, that you sit high and you look low, Lord. We know that your eyes is open to all that is going on, Lord. Father, we know that you are able to strengthen us, Lord, even in our weakest hour, Lord. So we pray, oh God, that you will strengthen us, God, right now, Lord. Lord, we ask a special blessing on Sister Tudor right now, Lord God. Comfort her and strengthen her, Lord, and only you can do, Lord God. We thank you for the strength that you have just to be here, Lord. We just ask that you bless the whole family, Lord, in a mighty way, Lord God. We pray that you have looked, lift us up, Lord. As the songwriter say, Lord, lift us up where we belong. Put us in that place, Lord, that you have us to be, Lord. Forgive us, Lord, for all of our sins, Lord, our transgressions, Lord, our iniquities, Lord. Through the precious blood of Jesus, Lord, cover us with your blood, Lord. Give us protection again to our kids, oh God. Just strengthen them as they go back to school, Lord. Have your way, Lord. Have your way, Lord God. Do what you want to do, Lord God. Bless us, Lord. Any way you bless us, we'll be satisfied, Lord. The hand of God be upon us, Lord. Touch us. Strengthen us, Lord. And we'll give you the, the praise and the glory that's due unto your holy name, Lord. Bless this church family, Lord. All those are in sickness, oh God, bless them in a mighty way. Thank you, Lord. We can complain, Lord, but the songwriters say, I won't complain, Lord, because of you, Lord, because of, you, of your goodness and your kindness and your everlasting tender mercies. We thank you now, Lord. Your word say, eye has not seen, ear has not heard what you have in store for your people. In spite of what the enemy does, oh God. You said in your word that all things work together for the good to them that love God and are called to his purpose, Lord. When the enemy, oh God, we come for evil, Lord, you're able to turn around for our good. And we thank you. And we thank you. 
and the church say amen.
Father God, we just want to say thank you. We want to say thank you, dear Lord. Thank you for things being well as they are. Thank you for giving us tears that we can share. Thank you for giving all these families strength just to get up out of bed on this morning. Oh God, we dare not rob you of how good you've been to us. Oh, we could complain, but we still find a way to say thank you. Now we bless you for this word on this morning. Give this place a spirit of excitement. And we'll be able to honor you and give you all glory. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Excellent job, choir and musicians. Everybody who got us to this place and ushered us into the presence of God. Amen. We just thank him on this morning. Amen. We, I'm trying to contain myself, but we want to follow our theme. Doc had called me a couple of weeks ago, and he said, Basil, uh, today is back to school Sunday, and we really want to speak a word into our children's life. And, not, not just our children, but we want to speak a word into their life. Yes. And he asked me to do it. And, you know, and I, and I was thinking about that, and, 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 and we're going to get to the word here in a minute. But, you know, school, I was okay. I, I, I wasn't a star performer because I didn't try. And when I went to Baton Rouge or Southern University, you know what the first emotion I had in me? Fear. I was scared to death. I saw my mom and daddy pull off and leave me, and I was like, oh, Lord. <laughs> and I was the oldest one, so I, I, my roommates, I didn't know them. You know, 
scared to death. My first, my first major, I finished in math, come, I'm just talking to the young people. My first major was music. And I walked into the music department and I was me boys doing all of that and doing all that. I said, well, you know what? Fear. Before I even tried, you know what I said? I gotta get out of here. <laughs> Some bad boys up in there and girls. And I was a grown man when I talked to other people. You know what? Just as much as I was scared of them, they were scared of me. <laughs> Only thing they had above me was a couple of years in the department. They said, Basil, my first day walking in the department, I was scared to death. We're going to get to this word. We're not going to hold you long. We got to take communion. Genesis 18 and speaking to our children on the day. 18, I think we're going to start from 12 and we're going to go to 14. We did this not long ago at Bible study, but the Lord told me to bring it back. I'm going to read it and we'll talk about it and we'll get down. It says in verse 12, Therefore, Sarah laughed within herself. After I I am waxed old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord, being old also. And the Lord said unto Abram, Wherefore did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I surely bear a child which am old? And we'll stop about halfway through this. It say, Is anything? Too hard for the Lord. You may rest on your feet now. You don't. A few questions. What happens when you laugh at yourself? What happens when others laugh at you? And what God said about you? You know, in this story on this morning, we all know the the the, the deal in here. God told Abraham he's going to be the father of faith. God told him he's going to make him a great nation. But my God, it didn't have any offspring. Angel came to Sarah and said, Sarah, you tried another plan and you tried it your way, but God's going to bring something great through you. There are young people, and we're talking about back to school, back to high school, back to college, back to uh, maybe you're going to go and take trade school, but you don't have to be young. Maybe you're at a point in your life where you say, I want a career change. My God, I was 55 years old when I decided I need a career change. And you know what? You're at that place in your life where you're saying to yourself, I want to do something different. I'm speaking to our young people now. I want to break generational curse. I want to change the direction of my family. I I want something great to come through me. I want something, I want to change the generation of the neighborhood that I grew up in. We ain't got to live like people say we got to, we ain't got to die like people say we got to die. I want to change it, but the first person you got to convince, anybody know who it is?
Are you going to show up on the first day instead of aggressively saying, whatever y'all can do, I can do it too. Whatever y'all can be, I can be it today. You will show up on that first day like me. Scared. Not want to give it a chance. Not want to give it. Look, not want to. Not want to. And look, this is the thing. It's sometimes we separate. The same God that fills us with his spirit and makes us shout. The same God that empowers us with his spirit and makes us rejoice in him. It's the same one that will allow you to excel in your job. The same one that will allow you to build that company. The same one that made him the first black male of Alexandria. Look, he wants to do exceedingly above and greater than anything within us. Young people today, Kay, when you go to New York, you hold your head up high. When you ask them where you from, you say, I'm from Samtown, Alexandria, Louisiana. They scared of you, baby. When they see you coming, they're going to they, they gonna act like they're they scared of you because they want you to be just as scared of, they, of them as they are. The Bible says, and here's that, look at what it says. It says that on verse 12, it says, when the angel told Sarah she was about to bring forth a child, she laughed. Anybody laugh at themselves when God, when you say, I want to move? Anybody laugh when you say, I think I'm going to go to a different name? Anybody laugh? I ain't got to other people yet. I'm talking about yourself. Don't believe that God can do great things through me. Because you know what? We serve a God. It don't matter where you come from. It don't matter who your family lineage is. It don't matter uh, what your cousin them did. We're going to get there. He's going to do great things through us. Sarah laughed. Go to Matthew. I'm going to move around a little bit. First chapter of Matthew. Matthew 1. If you go to Matthew 1, first book of the New Testament, it says, this is the book of the generations of Jesus Christ, the son of David, son of Abraham. Hold on, wait a minute. Wait one minute. If Abraham is David's great-great-great-great-grandfather, and David is Jesus' great-great-grandfather, Guess what? When Sarah laughed, guess who she had in her? Jesus. She had Jesus, the Savior of the world, on the inside of her. Because if there wouldn't be no Jacob, there wouldn't be no Jesus. All of that was inside of her that she thought it's funny that God could use me, that I could be something of value, not just to the body of Christ, but to the world. The Bible says she laughed. Didn't believe I was good enough for God to use me. Didn't believe I was good as somebody else. Go back to Genesis. That's what happens when you laugh at yourself. 
And then it says, and the Lord said unto Abraham, wherefore did Sarah laugh? Said, surely I, I have, uh, surely bear a child which am old. Now I want to talk about when other people laugh at you. Matthew 13. I want you to move a little bit this morning. I'm sorry, Nicole, back there in the back. I'm working today, y'all. I want to go to Matthew 13 and 54. Matthew 13 and 54. I apologize, y'all. Here we go. First thing we talked about is when you laugh at yourself. Now I want to check this out. It says, and when he was come into his home country, he taught them in their synagogues in so much that they were astonished and said, when has this man this wisdom and these mighty works? Uh-oh, now this is, this is the thing now. Go to 55. It says that, is not this the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary and his brethren James and Joseph and Simon and Judas and his sisters, aren't they not with us? Whence then has this man all these things? Sometime when you bring in something great to the world, after you finish laughing at yourself, you know what folks gonna say? What do you mean such and such say they can do something big? I know they daddy. What do you mean when, 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 when you say that I'm gonna be valedictorian, I know his family, ain't nobody in his family is smart. What do you mean when you say you wanna be, uh, 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 you wanna be a, a mayor of a certain town, I know his family, nobody will vote. That's a, you know who this man they talking about? This is Jesus. In accepting, in instead of accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you know what they want them to do? See who his brothers was. Instead of accepting Jesus or Christ as the man who could heal the sick and, and, and raise the dead and who could give us eternal life, they wanted to go through his family tree. When I was at the house and I was reading this and I say, Lord, am I guilty? You know, when somebody, look what it says there. I'm on, I just, it says that is not this the carpenter's son and his mirror and his mother called Mary? How dare him say he going to be a savior of the world? I know his daddy. I know the neighborhood he can grow up in. Ain't nothing good can come from out of there. I know all his cousins, and I know his second cousins, and I know uh, his brothers ain't no good. Certainly he can't be no good. The Bible says, that, is there anything, anything, is there anything that can come out of Nazareth good? And that's what happens when other people laugh at you. Because they judge your destiny by where you come from. 
They judge your destiny about the people who you call family. They judge your destiny about the community in which you grew up in. They judge your destiny. And so that's why young people, when, when you go to school tomorrow, and when you begin to go off and go to school, and, and I know this may be tough, but you've got to fight the good fight of faith. You've got to sit in that classroom. I'm not going to quit until I get it. I'm not going to uh, uh, leave out until I get it. I'm not going to act out until I get it. I'm going to stay right here and get on this lady. Nerves, oh man, nerves until I get it. He talked to me about talking for back to school. But even as six and seven and eight years old, you've got to begin to tell yourself right now, I'm destined for greatness. It, look, you've got to begin, you know, the Bible says that faith coming by. Hearing, hearing. So you know what? I, I begin to, because the Bible just told you, when you tell them you want to do something good, they're going to say, I know his dad. When you tell them you want to do something great, they're going to say, I know his brothers. So when you don't get the encouragement from the world, because they go, all they want to do is know your family tree. They're going to go through your pedigree. They're going to want to know. So when you don't go through and get the encouragement that you want from people, this is tough. And I ain't know it. But you got to start encouraging yourself. You got to start telling yourself every day you wake up in the morning. I don't care if you go to grade school. I can do this. I can do this. I, 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 I'm going to excel at this. I'm going to be number one at this. David said that he had to encourage himself. Sometimes the preacher ain't going to be around to tell you you can make it. Sometimes the deacon ain't going to be there to encourage you. Sometimes you're going to be sitting in a classroom where everybody's saying you ain't going to never get it. But you got to start encouraging yourself. And that's unfair you got to do it at such a young age. It's unfair that we don't have people in our life that the only thing they want to know is who our family is. My success, it depends on me and not who my brothers are. We're almost done, y'all. Because, I, I, you know, when, you, when you're studying the word at home, I get excited about it, and I, I have to tell myself, calm down, B. That verse 14 got so much power in it that it just makes me want to run out this building. Because what we did in the church was we put a limit on God. We said that God, when we walk in the building, we want to feel your anointing. But how many of you know the same God who anoints us in this building, he's going to anoint these young people on tomorrow morning. I was watching TV Thursday, and they said that uh, Friday, four civilians rode in an airplane, and they went 
and they, I think they uh, orbited the earth and they went into space. And whoever would have thought that, now I don't want to go to space. But what we got to start telling ourselves is God, when he says, is there anything too hard for God, it applies to me. I know this something was for the young people, but today, but it's for everybody. Is there anything too hard for God, it applies to me. It's a question because it ain't nothing too hard for God. And guess what? It applies to me. That spirit of fear, y'all, it attacks me. But I rebuke that thing. I tell God whatever, and you know what? I begin to, uh, I, I was 55 years old, and I made a career change. And I told God, Bishop Smith told me something, and, and, and when he told me something in casualness, uh, he didn't realize how, how profound it was with me. I'm going to share it with y'all. He looked at me with this disappointed look in his face. He said, Basil, he said, I'm going to call a name. He said, God is your source. Clico is just a resource. I, it went, you know, the young people talk about something going right over your head. <laughs> I was on the phone with my cousin from Baton Rouge, and he said, Basil, that's profound. You know why? Because resources change. Resources dry up. But we serve a source that's full. And he's waiting to bless us. He's waiting to deliver us. And so we can attack everything with a spirit of a, uh, we can go in that classroom and say, I got this. Man, I, I believe if, 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 if you're going to college and, and you're starting college and you're sitting in freshman orientation, you need to look on side of somebody and say, I'll see you at graduation. Man, if you start in the ninth grade and you're getting ready to uh, get this thing done, you need to look at your homeroom person and say, I'll see you at 12th grade graduation. If you're in the sixth or the seventh or the fifth or the fourth grade, you need to tell them, I'll see you at graduation. We need to know all our young people. Tim Fowlety prayed for y'all. Let this sink in. We serve an awesome God. When he came off that cross, he came off that cross and he established something. He said, all power. Now look, somebody say, well, Basil, he used all that power to get off the cross. That's a lie. He came off that cross and he said, all power. Now, if you know some other power than all, I, I would like to know about him. He says that all power is in my hands. And, and if all power is in his hands, I'm in his hands. And, and I want you to know something, young people. 
if, if, if you're in his hands and he has all power in his hands, you ain't nothing but a walking around power basket. All you is is a walking around a, a light source. Look, I'm going to my seat, but guess what? I worked in the power industry, and the power industry is something that you use to light the world. If you got power, if you are in his hands and he has all power, the world is waiting on you to light it up. I don't care what grade you're in, the world is waiting on you to light the world up. I believe that the cure to cancer is in some young person right now. I believe that the cure to AIDS is in some young person right now. I believe that uh, 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 wherever we want to go in life is in some young person right now. All power is in his hand. As I go to my seat, he says that who I hold in my hand. The world, this is what the, the enemy is doing. He know you in God's hand, and he's trying to steal and kill and destroy. And, but, but the Bible said God prayed for her. It's 12, and I, I want to just, tomorrow or whenever you start, attack it. Yes, sir. That spirit of fear. Rebuke it. Tim prayed for y'all about, about an hour ago. We're going to pray again for y'all. We ain't going to be there in the morning at 7 o'clock. We ain't going to be there in the morning at 6.15 or whatever time y'all catch the bus. I want you to get up in the morning. Young as you are, you look yourself in the mirror and you say this. I can do all things through Christ. Any enemy that come against me, he gonna have to flee. You look, I might not be there in the morning with you, so you gotta learn to do this for yourself. You want me to? I can't go to New York with you. You gotta do it for yourself. You can tell yourself, I belong here. I'm telling you to do it because I had to do it. I had to get myself ready and get myself and say, I am the righteousness of God. I had to tell myself that he's going to do great things, not around me, but through me. If this church survived, the answer is, when we survived, the answer is when our young people. It's in y'all. The enemy is every day trying to, keep, trying to pluck it out, trying to push it out. As I go to my seat, I'm, I'm going to my seat, and, and this was for all of the back to school thing. I want to encourage you to, 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 to encourage yourself, but as I, I, I just, I didn't want to say it, but I want to say something different. Watch the company you keep. There's a scripture in the Bible say, if you want to be wise, you need to walk with the wise. Now, it's going to be tip difficult 
because all cool people ain't wise. But they fun to hang around. All cool people ain't going in the right direction. But they fun to hang around. Y'all think I was exempt? All cool people uh, ain't wise. Hey man, but they the life of the party. You better be careful. If faith cometh by hearing, be careful what they telling you. That junk will, will get a seed in your body and start growing. Next thing you know, you'll be out there doing something. No. Encourage yourself. Watch the company you keep. You want to be a doctor and they ain't talking about them things you put around your ear and they ain't talking about heartbeats and blood pressure. They, they ain't, that's not the wives person you need to be around. Hey man, if you want to be an engineer and they not looking at architecture and engineering scope, that ain't the person you need to be around. That don't mean they're a bad person. Maybe you go around them and see, can you get them to come over to your side? But but for God's sake, don't you stay around there too long. I, boy, I'm going way further than I want you. Young people in college, you're going to be exposed to stuff you've never seen before in your life. Get yourself in some stuff. Meet somebody in college and take you 10 years to get back on track. Watch the company you keep, even at a young age. How many enjoy service on the day? We just want to give the Lord a hand clap of praise. I want to. We've already did it. I'm just going to do a real, real, real short one. We've already prayed for our youth, and I'm, I'm going to ask you to stand, but I, I just want to begin right now. It was a man in the Bible, he asked Jesus to come to his house. I mean, to heal his, his, his servant. And then Jesus said, okay, I, yeah. He said, but don't come to my house. I understand you're a man of authority, and all you got to do is speak the word. And the word will go before. Yeah. Right now, every believer, I want you to raise your hand forward and I want you to say, Lord, I won't be there in the morning. Lord, I won't be there in the morning. I speak your angels to be around these children and these young adults as they travel to that school. Lord, we, 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 we ask that you protect every bus driver. Lord, when they get to school and they see the lady in the kitchen, you can stop now. I ask that you give her a spirit that know when we see a hungry child. Yes. That you put something on side of him or her that when they see a hungry child, if they got to slip it under the table, they're going to give them something. Yes. Lord, I ask that you give those teachers a spirit of patience, yes. a spirit and, and a spirit to know when I got a child that just ain't getting it, but I know that if I spend a few more minutes with them, they will. I ask that you give every principal in this parish, amen, a, a spirit of wisdom, not a spirit of I'm in charge, but a spirit how to go and come among your people, how to fail and rightly judge your people. 
ask that you give our school board nothing silly about what we wear, what we have, but how that we can best administer education to our children. But I can't leave them out. I can't leave out the parents. Yes, Lord. God, I ask that their homes be a home that's conducive to education. Yes, Lord. Lord, I, I don't care what how the parents' lives may be uh, right now, but give them a spirit that they establish a home that's good for education, a home that's free of chaos and confusion. Take that outside. Not a home that, uh, not only a, a secular education, but that their home, that their parents can create a, a, a environment where spiritual education can run and rule. I ask that you bless the communities that when they get off those school buses, that the worst of the worst will never expose our children yes. to what they've been through. Yes, I ask that you allow everyone to greet them and say, how was your day? Yes, how many A's did you make? Yes. And when they come to church on Sunday, I ask that you bring them to a place that allows them to celebrate their achievements in God. Yes. That, that teaches them that they have to give God all the glory and all the honor for doing it for him. Yes, and we'll give you all honor and praise. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. 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 Amen.